he's he's the most like intelligent wise empathetic dude and I don't know if in his 30s he was like that but um he's just like the first guy that I even thought I could marry and also the first guy that I like respect his mind really like you know you're mm-hmm. like you're like I'm emotionally more intelligent than you though like, <laughs> I'm a girl I'm a faster, and like you're hot but like I'm gonna have to babysit you mm, yeah and he's a grown adult and I want him to babysit me <laughs> <laughs> everybody welcome back to shooters gotta shoot i am your co-host erica sparrow and i'm molly demilier and we've got a great episode for you this week featuring a patreon voted return guest yes we've had a couple returns lately and we have the no none other than hannah burner coming to the pod Ugh, I, I just i love hannah we always have the best talks with her like it's it gets hard to stop the recording because we're just having so much fun oh yeah she's a great time she really is and as you guys have heard uh she was on the show summer house has decided to not renew But, I mean, she's the epitome of life changes in a year. She is now engaged. Yeah. And about a year ago, she was our first guest, Mm -hmm. uh, a little more than a year. And she was giving us all the tips on blowjobs. And (laughs) just the most single woman topic you can imagine. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) Or that's how she got the ring. So (laughs) if you want to go back and hear Hannah's episode of blowjob tips, (laughs) feel free to do so. (laughs) That's the secret. Yeah. And now that the world is reopening, there are probably blowjob classes happening again. Probably. So maybe or maybe that is a class someone would prefer to go to with a mask on. (laughs) Yeah, maybe be a little more discreet Perhaps. i was like how would you practice but they don't do that in the class well that's i mean not to get <laughs> off topic but i've discussed this actually with men and they all were like well wouldn't a good class actually be like you physically practicing on something and someone's like watching you and helping you yeah you would think but i'm sure people would feel uncomfortable right that would be that would be like um what is the movie i think it's old school that someone hires a BJ class and each woman brings like an item. It's like one's got a cucumber. One has, oh, like, a I, yeah. I don't know if it's old school. I haven't seen that in a minute. I th- I think it's a, it's a Vince Vaughn movie that I know. Okay. Um, But basically it's like, that was my, what I thought a blowjob class would be was something along those lines. No, it was a lot more trying to sell us their products. Yeah. Well, you know, we went to yeah. one in a, in a sex shop. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, they got, they got mouths to feed. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. sorry anyway anyway before we get to the episode guys we're sponsored yeah sunset lake cbd uh make sure you go to sunsetlakecbd.com and use code sgs20 to get 20 percent off all the products and uh check out patreon to get 30 percent off uh their products but uh no i was just gonna say they launched some new stuff they did. They have a new melatonin out. Yeah. Or melatonin combination CBD. Yeah. It's like a CBD oil with some melatonin. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used melatonin? I did because there was a, but there was a period I was having trouble falling asleep. Mm-hmm. But melatonin is what helps you stay asleep. So I believe this product is designed for someone who often wakes up in the middle of the night. Oh, see, I've only taken melatonin on flights. A little like wine oh. and melatonin cocktail. Okay. You can't pass the fuck out. So I was like, I would love to take this with me and uh 
just you know wake up in my destination (laughs) (laughs) just a little time traveling (laughs) yeah you know what's so funny is like on a plane i could fall asleep and be like i'll wake up my destination in a car i'm like i need to be another set of eyes i don't know what it is but oh you get anxious yeah i can't like if i'm tired driving and then i'll ask someone else to drive i'm immediately awake because i'm like i gotta be lookout i don't know why is that because you're usually taking your car? That's probably partly it. But even yeah. even not in the car, I'm like, I'm not comfortable just like passing out while someone else is driving. Oh, I pass the fuck out. Oh, man. Not oh, my, God. my dad, uh, being in travels, we used to be on the tour buses all the time. And there were times as a kid where I literally fell off the seat of the bus and stayed asleep. Really? Like just hit so hard <laughs> on the ground <laughs> and was just still sleeping i'm surprised you you had to be taking a cocktail if you could pass out that hard uh i mean it just makes it easier to stay okay like, asleep right. longer because i'll get distracted and i'll watch the movies like i meant to uh sleep on my way back from spain last time i was abroad and uh i just had the best time watching mrs doubtfire like i was <laughs> la- the whole plane could hear me laughing <laughs> And other people started to like put it on. And I'm talking to him about Mrs. Doubtfire. I was like, I haven't watched this in years. I know, right? Okay. All right. I feel that. Uh, If you want to get extra percent off, sunsetlakecbd.com. It's SGS20 for 20% off. And if you want to join our Patreon for extra behind the scenes of the show or just to support the show, it's patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. And you will get extra discounts and extra giveaways on there. Yeah. Join us. Come party. And uh, anything else before we get into Hannah? I think we just got to get to Hannah. I think we got to do it. All right. Well, enjoy the episode. Uh, we definitely did. I am so excited. You have seen her on Summer House. Also made of her on the Burning in Hell podcast. And the Giggly Squad podcast. Or seen her on Chatroom on Bravo. And she also currently has the House Broken Comedy Tour going. It's, it's Hannah, Hannah Burner! Burner. Woo! Woo! You guys are so freaking coordinated. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> uh, but you were one of, uh, we had our Patreon vote for what members they wanted to come back to the pod. And you were one of our top votes. So we were very, very excited to have you. And thank you for coming oh, back so on. I'm so flattered. <laughs> thank you for having me. I I had so much fun when I first came on because it was like the hot new pod on the block. <laughs> and you guys are now like whatever episodes in the future. So we need an update on sex and shit. Yeah. Shooting. Um, and fun <laughs> that we really are only like a little over a year since we last had you, and your life is the epitome of it can really change in a year. <laughs> yeah. Chaotic. Chaotic energy. And also it's crazy. My life is never boring. No, that's, that's true. No, I was just say, like a year when no one did anything, you did the most. Yeah. <laughs> you really did the most, Hannah. <laughs> What's so funny is I felt all that pressure in the beginning of quarantine where people were like, Shakespeare wrote this play during the pandemic. Uh, and I was like, can people stop putting pressure and like, just stop, like stop doing stuff. And then like, things just naturally happened. Like I started doing like, chaotic lives on Instagram and then I was like answered a DM which we'll get into to meet a guy <laughs> then I filmed summer house like things I was like not planning on doing so I wasn't trying to get shit done during quarantine things just happened <laughs> I mean I just admire your work ethic I'm like I don't, I don't know how Hannah has time to even caption her TikTok videos so power to you <laughs> like Jesus the thing is I complain the whole time and my number one thing that I've been talking to like Des about it. He, he's like, 
you're working so much. And I'm like, when you're 29, what were you doing? Focusing on your career. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't have a fiance. And I was like, are you trying to fight me right now? Because if you want me to be your sugar mama, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it a point of contention really in your relationship of how much you are doing? Well, I think it's when things go are like bad things happen to me. I don't feel my feelings and I just try to like work it harder. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an athlete's mentality, to be honest, where like when you lose a match, you can't like quit or be sad for you have a match the next day that you have to just keep going. Mm -hmm. And it's what makes me like successful in some ways, but it's also my like biggest problem where I'll snap eventually or I'll just like get sick or I'll just get tired. But work is a way to like not have to sit with your own thoughts and face like reality of situations because I get joy out of like completing things and the little highs of people liking a video but sometimes I need to stop and people don't talk about that enough like everyone's like wake up at 6 a.m and grind and you're like I'm doing it and I still hate myself so what's up oh I feel that hard yeah you can really (laughs) just like work yourself into a hole it's it's so true yeah yeah, my therapist is like, you keep doing what you're doing, but it's not going to work. And I'm like, I don't like the, was that passive aggressive? Or like, what's happening? <laughs> or a challenge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I love going on your pod because as athletes, I feel like I use so many metaphors for life and sports. It's like the first therapy session I had recently, they're like, we just hear a lot of winning and losing. Like, was that a big thing in your life? And I'm like, yeah, I was a tennis player. <laughs> and then at the end of our first session, she's like, she's like, you by far have like the craziest stuff going on than any other client I have. And I was like, wait, so I win? I and she was like, that's not funny. That's not funny. And I was like... <laughs> She's like, we have a lot of work to do. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) take my money. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. I had heart surgery as a baby and I was a part of some study at like Boston Children's Hospital. And I had to go back like two years ago and I had to complete all these tests like early in the morning, like mind tests, all this stuff, right? And then at the end, they have this meeting. They're like, do you have any questions? And I was like, yeah, do I get to figure out like where I rank against the other participants of this study? (laughs) And my mom was like, Erica. And I was like, listen, I did a lot of tests this morning. I want to (laughs) know. I worked really hard. I'm like, did I mess up? Is my heart okay? It's like that tweet, like, I'd like yoga a lot more if I could win at it. But there's also, like, I'm working on not finding joy in results and just, like, enjoying the process of things, which is ultimately why I think I've enjoyed doing more creative things as opposed to stuff that is just, like, necessary for money. Well, I have because we were supposed to report and then cause cause the news was announced that you were leaving really Summer House and you yeah. were told, like, hey, don't be speaking on podcasts for a while. <laughs> like, don't be doing much. So I wonder, like, after leaving, and, and I don't watch the show, but I heard, like, the reunion was pretty, like, brutal to you. Yeah. That yeah. I'm like, how did you handle going through all that and then basically being told, like, hey, just kind of stay inside for two weeks. Like, yeah. don't interact well, with as a as a comedian, we love just, like, telling the truth. Like, saying what's on our mind and, like, exposing shit and being open. And unfortunately, I can't do that with network television and reality TV. So being told to just kind of sit back and not be able to speak has been very, very hard for me. Um, But it comes to the point we have to realize like what matters and what doesn't. And also like, it's hard. I like really got pummeled this last season of Summer House and I had no control over it. And um, after filming, like in September, I was like, yeah, it was an emotional season, but I was proud of myself for standing up for myself. And then when it aired, I was like, oh, Uh, okay Mm. and um I'm a fighter so I was like going on podcasts explaining my side of the story which um 
ultimately it was not <laughs> people were not happy with that but i like couldn't help myself but to try to like get yeah exposed like reality of situations but um you end up realizing like okay i could fight this battle but like are there some battles you don't care to win like do i really want to make people who clearly don't aren't trying to like be nice to me in any sense of the word or clearly trying to make me look a type of way why would i try to fight that and instead, mm-hmm. why don't I try to lean towards like where the universe is clearly kicking my ass out of that situation. <laughs> like the universe is like, this girl is tough. She'll stay in this for, through a lot of abuse. So we have to really pummel her yeah. ass. So finally, I was like, I hear you. I hear you, universe. I'm leaving. And putting myself into stand-up comedy, which is something that's creative, where I can be authentic and there's no editing and there's no like, like I don't have to filter myself and I could just be who I am. Um has been very therapeutic for me. Yeah, definitely. Reality TV, like they can make you whatever they want to make you, essentially. And, and it's, it's funny because people have asked us, they're like, oh, you know Hannah? Like, what about, I'm like, I don't yeah. watch the show because I know Hannah. Like, it's weird to me to <laughs> watch God. it because I know you. Like, you know what I mean? I've had I've had a friend like put me on their Insta story and someone wrote like, watch out for that girl. Have you read this stuff about her online? And oh the girl was like, actually i don't need to read about her i know who she is for years so yeah. like, thank you for the warning though like that article with um a clickbait headline about hannah is not where i'm gonna like learn about her but um, <laughs> at the end of the day at the end of the day i entertained and that was what i was there for yeah um but an ensemble cast you can't control like other people's motives or other people sorry how they want to like frame situations no definitely not. yeah you're just like hey you're welcome for the entertainment yeah. I'm going to move on and to also, other like, stuff. Like, I was on something for three seasons and two seasons were one way and one season was completely different. And it's like, I didn't change in two months. Yeah. Um, right, for but sure. I learned a lot about the entertainment industry. And if I were to do it all again, I would have reacted the same. Um, and yeah, it really is a situation where clearly like I never thought I'd be on reality TV. It kind of just fell in my lap. And I think three years of it was an amazing learning experience. And now I'm ready to, see what the future holds especially now that i have a fiance because that house is not meant to be in a relationship with someone you really yeah. care about yeah that was one thing that we said Unless to each other break up <laughs> yeah <laughs> might as well just break up <laughs> we were like how is she gonna navigate a you know fiance and continue to do this I'm so it, yeah it all just like <laughs> it really does make a lot of sense for you to move into this next chapter mm. yeah yeah for sure and I have learned, it's funny, I have a ring on my finger, so now people think I, like, know the answer to things. I don't, (laughs) but I could, like, speak to my experience. But what I realized with Dez is, like, it's two people who clearly were really into each other. And then I put his ass through the ringer. Mm. Like, Mm. we, we, like, hit it off the first two weeks we met, and then I went off to Summer House, where he was clear. He was, like, we could, like, not talk during it or, like, keep talking. Like, I'm, like, we'll see what happens. And then he became my rock. So like after filming all day, I would call him. I would cry for like the first 20 minutes. Then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, universe then signed, like, Hannah. <laughs> yep, just like cry about what was going on. Mm. Like try not to take anything out on him, but like definitely cry. Then like the next 10 minutes, he would like calm me down. Then we would have phone sex. And then the next like two hours, we would just like, once everything was like... <laughs> dealt with then we would just learn about each other and talk about life but it was like we were definitely like hooked on each other and that high and then I was going to bed at like three 
then waking up at like 11, then getting yelled at for being lazy and then like having depression and anxiety through it. It was a lot because it was seven weeks straight. And then at the very end, like he missed me so much and they were like, you can bring him. And he was like, this is not a good thing for my career, but I like want to. And I was like, fuck it. We can, we can control this. We'll be fine. <laughs> and it wasn't fine. <laughs> wasn't fine at all. Um, when it, when it aired, I realized like everyone had been talking shit about him and like mm. saying all this stuff. And I was like, mind blown, but it's like, anyone could get along with someone for six months. My thing is immediately just like get into a fight like see if you're compatible with fighting mm-hmm. see if you could put an ikea couch together and no one gets stabbed with a two by four like mm-hmm. see if you guys can do reality tv and get a lot of trolls on people lying about you and then see if you could survive in the public eye like that like then maybe it'll work mm-hmm. yeah i mean what <laughs> what was that all like i mean especially like going through this public scrutiny really together so early in your relationship it was such a nightmare like I could try to be like, oh, I learned from it. I'm not at the stage yet. It was horrible. Um, once people started to perceive things from the show and like have judgments on my new relationship, um, and then to see people who I thought were my friends like saying horrible things in confessionals, and I'm not like he Des came. He was so kind to everyone. Yeah, he's the he's nicest so, dude. The yeah. nicest guy. He is sober so like at like 10 o'clock when everyone would like go and like continue drinking we'd go to sleep and then when he left everyone complained that he didn't hang out with them enough and when they like approached me with that I was like are you fucking kidding me like I was done by that point yeah and I was like he came to see me for three days I've been with you guys for six fucking weeks right and right. lost my mind um because it's like different when like come for me like whatever I signed up for this shit but don't come for this guy who was like most guys would never film the show with me right and he was doing it purely out of like then they try to spread rumors about like how he wanted to be on the show and stuff and I'm like he's more famous than me and has way more accomplishments than me and his agent would kill him if he was on here yeah um it just it put us through a lot Mm -hmm. like brutal um well that was the thing the highlight I heard from the reunion really and I think it's because comedians know you and are friends with you everyone was like yeah like they came after her man and I was like yeah that's not fucking cool like oh, especially if he's ended- not there like no and um even furthermore they like tried to make it look like we had sex in someone's bathroom when we didn't oh um, really it's like a it's one of those things where like the trailer made it look like these other two people had sex. Like it's very easy to have a closed door and sounds and make yeah, it look yeah. like something. And then when I tried to defend it, that was twisted too. So um, oh it's God. unfortunate. But then like you kind of learn like maybe I, I don't want to give this my relationship as entertainment for people's enjoyment. Like I was able to. There's so many highs and lows. Like I met the love of my life, but it was like through one of the darkest times I've been in. Yeah, I mean, also with the world watching that's also like family and close friends were there people who discouraged your engagement after seeing you go through all of this that you thought were always going to be behind you well it's funny because Des and I met during the pandemic Mm -hmm. so he knew he knew my family and like FaceTimed with my closest friends but like no one else knew him Mm -hmm. um but everyone who did know him were like even comedians who knew us separately were like, oh, I get it. Like, I see it. I <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I get it. So, like, everyone who knew us was, like, so supportive. It's just that, like, 
so many people weren't quarantined. We were not socializing with anyone, but we mm-hmm. got to just like really know. I say it's like dog years. Like we moved in together right after summer house and we survived in the Hamptons in the winter, just alone in a, in a shack. <laughs> <laughs> and Wilson. And it was just like a beautiful bonding experience. But yeah, everyone who knows us is like, duh. Um, but it's so easy for people who don't know us to have tons of speculation. I don't think anyone ever said we weren't good together. People were just like projecting like hate onto us from like hate that I had gotten from drama of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were like talking about how he's old. And I'm like, find yourself a 45 year old man and you'll get it. <laughs> Retrained. He is a retired fuck boy. He's not running around through the streets trying to yeah. get women. He has arthritis. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> and it's like, he's, he's the most like intelligent, wise, empathetic dude and I don't know if in his 30s he was like that but um he's just like the first guy that I even thought I could marry and also the first guy that I like respect his mind really like you know you're mm-hmm. like you're like I'm emotionally more intelligent than any of that like <laughs> I'm a girl I'm a chair faster and like you're hot but like I'm gonna have to babysit you mm, yeah and he's a grown adult and I want him to babysit me <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby. I don't want to do anything. Well, I was like, sounds like the house is just kind of jealous you were getting late. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. I never <laughs> the house that and the me. camera crew, they're like, this bitch again. <laughs> I never thought. I, yeah, I a million years. I never thought that he coming and me just like having fun and like having sex, whatever, um, would cause everyone to be like, like, he didn't hang out with us enough. I'm like, are you going to lick my pussy? Yeah. Because <laughs> you have it. And also, you've acted like you've hated me the whole summer. So why are we suddenly acting like, I should have hung out with you guys more. And yeah. it was funny because yeah, one of the girls was like, my boyfriend visited and he cooked for everyone. And I was oh like, God. well, my boyfriend visited and he's a comedian and he made everyone laugh. Yeah. So <laughs> let's just stay in our lanes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just like so many critical contextual things that were not, I mean, like also the guy's sober. Yeah. He wasn't playing beer pong with you guys at 3 a.m. Mm. But he was at every dinner. He was at every party that was thrown. He was at every breakfast. But oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. Des is sober, so it's like the fact that he even was there hanging out is a lot for him. Like yeah. that's a lot and for it's anybody. Like, Sorry, he doesn't want to buddy buddy up with like my ex who's there. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Who claims he's not my ex? But we don't give a fuck. Whatever. It's <laughs> it's all social construction. Um. So yeah, it was a really like interesting beginning of our relationship and now that it's opening up I'm like work with my like bits of my stand-up of like I don't know this guy outside a global pandemic and just yeah. like what if he like you know joins in at restaurants and people sing happy birthday or like that kind of <laughs> shit. so but like we never even like dated like you know how like you meet someone and I mean he took me out on our first date and we did one more date but then it's like just we could go to restaurants yeah yeah like, I, I never went on dates with a guy and then we just like talked on the phone for two months and then I kind of moved in with him. So now we're kind of like reverse dating, like trying to go to dinner together, even though we already know that we're not playing games anymore. We already admitted we want to <laughs> be together forever. So I'm like trying to play it cool, but I'm not. <laughs> it's like you, you did the full reverse. It's like you moved in and we're married, basically. Of like, we don't go anywhere. Yeah. We don't do anything. Nothing's different. Yeah. Then got engaged and now we're dating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. It's like the Benjamin and button also, of relationships. <laughs> yes. And we had, it's funny, we had sex on the second date and on the show, 
des like joked like oh we had sex on the second date and like the reality tv audience was like oh, how rude of him Jesus how can you say that mind you i'm on caller daddy being like he opened up my labia and <laughs> fucked me <laughs> like they also like they don't understand like our sense of humor but it was yeah. so easy to be like oh, how could this guy say that when i also want everyone to hear and be like it doesn't matter when you have sex with someone if you have that chemistry emotionally and physically you're gonna want more of it. It's just like an energy thing. And also it was after like six months of me not having sex and I was on in his bedroom <laughs> and I was like, there's only one way this is gonna end. Yeah. <laughs> well, also I was like, they're watching a show that is basically about everyone partying and hooking up. Am I wrong? It's right. a share house. Yeah. Even if I did fuck in someone's like beautiful master bedroom, it's a fucking share house. Also, that's like a hilarious thing to do if you were mad at someone. But also, no, I didn't do it. If I did, you know I'd be talking about it. <laughs> I'm the first to, to talk about my sexual escapades. Um, but yeah, it's it also is interesting how like you guys do comedy and reality TV. It's a very different audience. So mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to overlap sometimes. Um, and I'm realizing there's like a definitely a like, comedic podcast audience that I feel like truly understands my sense of humor and who I am and where I'm coming from. But it's very easy to be put into a character when you're on a 42 minute episode. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of people that want to get engaged, their first question is, how do you even get engaged? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, how do you, how did you do it? Do you feel like there were any tricks? Is it just, how how did it happen? I have tricks. Okay. Okay. Well, he, cause he's older, like, he early on was like, I'm going to marry you. Like, and I don't know if it was like a line or like some, just like him opening up to me and being vulnerable, but it was great. But in my head, I'm like, okay, show me where your mouth is. Are you walking to talk? Whatever. So I just started sending him links to engagement rings. Okay. Oh, this is like early on. This is pretty early on, but I would joke with him at first, like, oh, like fuck the, like, capitalistic bullshit i just want to get like a uh, a little tiny pearl fuck like okay <laughs> then i started like actually researching engagement rings and i was like oh these are nice yeah, like you're not wearing a little pearl <laughs> hannah yeah. and i was like that's a nice ring you did good then i saw m rada's like two diamond ring and i was like i think i want two diamonds and he was mm. like wait, 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 wait. you go from a pebble to two fucking diamonds get it together <laughs> but i would he, he's uh, we're both in comedy so i text him like a ring that i like and he wrote on it and I was like, okay, is he joking? Am I joking? Are we joking? Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was like a bit, this whole like getting married thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to approach it. <laughs> like, I think when you proposed, I was like, I-, I thought this was a joke. But um, we joke about real things, as you know. Mm-hmm. I also was never one to think about my engagement. Like, I had no idea what kind of ring I wanted. I was, I was alone with my parents during quarantine and five cats. No one was thinking about engagement rings ever Mm. I never had a Pinterest board so once I realized like holy shit I think this guy wants to like settle in with me I felt I'm a very monogamous person so I was like this seems like right and for people I recently have like a metaphor for people who are like what's it like when you find the one like when people are like when you know you know now, I could be wrong. We could get divorced in a couple of years. However, <laughs> the way I describe the feeling is like, do you know when you're brainstorming ideas and ideas are thrown around and some you're like, okay, it's good. but like, uh, And then you're like, I could see that. Oh, I can make that work. And then they say the idea and you're like, that's it. 
Mm. Yeah. You can't like explain that feeling. You just know like that's the title or that's the caption or that's the that's the um, punchline. So with him, it was just like, yeah, this this works. And we both traveled a decent amount in our life. But like at the end of the day, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. He's from Queens, New York. And he really like reminds me of family mm. and our careers and timing. I would have never met him if it wasn't for the pandemic. True. Because he lives in Ireland. And Erica, I actually saw him five years ago at the cellar when I was oh, really? marketing. I saw him five years ago. I thought he was so cute. He had this like low, sexy voice mm-hmm. and swag about him. And he was just talking about how he lives in Ireland. And I was like, well, I guess I'm never going to marry that dude. But then like he basically saw me on someone's Insta story, followed me. I thought he just like wanted to like maybe do a pod swap or something. And then he was like, are, are you at, out east? I'm out east. Do you want to get some coffee? And that's just, and it was like, no, like flirty. It was, I was like, sure, here's my digits. He goes, great. I'll see you then. And we wow. just had straight up off. to the point. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Love when a man can just make a plan. Yeah. 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 That's the hottest thing in the world. It's really like the bar is so low, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the bar is so low. But also, like, what he did that really turned me on was I was, full of like lack of trust. I also told myself I'd never date a comedian, probably in the multiple conversations I've had with Erica, definitely mentioned it every time that I would never date a comedian. Yeah, I'm your <laughs> like, comedian you're like, screener. You're like, how's um, this dude? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. They're all a no. <laughs> Erica and I, we both love we both love tall comedians. So we'd be like, should we? And we'd be like, no, it's bad. Yeah. Guilty till but proven innocent with I, comedians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So I was still, you know, like protecting my heart, as they say on The Bachelor. And at one point, I think I posted a story like with another guy or I was like being flirty something. And he basically was like, hey, um, if you want to play games, that's cool. But like, I just don't want to be involved in it. Oh, and I was shit. Like, oh, shit. I've never had a guy be like that up front, that like sure of what he wants. And also most guys, if they're like upset with something I do, like, oh, you were flirting. I'd be like, oh, fuck yourself. I put my little tail between my legs and I was like, I'm so sorry. I will never do that again. I care about you. I respect you. That was like out of character. Wow. Like I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. That was old me. And then I, I realized like, oh, it's this like level of respect. And it came from him being open and vulnerable for, to, for me to get the balls to like actually fall. Cause I could play the, like, I like you, but I don't, really like you for mm-hmm. months of people like you know when you just don't know where you really stand with someone and you're like yeah. okay we'll play this game yeah. it's like a power struggle where with him he put his cards right on the table and obviously if he was creepy and ugly i would it's not good advice it wouldn't have worked it's well, like when someone smiles at you on the street if they're hot you're like that was friendly and if yeah. they're not you're like ew yeah. <laughs> how long how long do you guys dating did he like send that message to the flirty guy um, I, oh, that I did. I yeah. like, I, I, po- I had like an Insta story where I had like guys in the background. I was clearly being like flirty. Um, like I assume you went on a couple like, dates, I would assume. I was like, oh, wait, d- yeah, Des and I had been talking for like a month and I wasn't oh, okay, wow. that's early. with this yeah. guy. But good I for wasn't him. doing anything yeah. with this guy, but he was just kind of like, am I wasting my time? Like, are you just going to be like bopping around? Um, mm. But and- that's, yeah, that's the other thing. When guys get upset, they don't 
usually communicate like their feelings like that. No. Yeah. They'll just ignore it and then be like, well, I'll just fuck someone else too then, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And that's why it's like maybe find a 45 year old because I'm also terrible at communicating too. Like if someone pisses me off, you just don't hear from me ever again. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not trying to confront situations in a healthy manner. <laughs> so even... And I also, because it was so open, it helped me be open. Like with other guys, I feel like I would do anything to just make sure they were happy at times and then eventually snap and be like, can't do this. Mm. But even little things like early on, like, oh, can you turn the air conditioner? That sounds like so stupid, but you know when you just want to be like the chillest all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I felt comfortable to like complain about stuff. And maybe it's because he saw me cry for hours Hmm. um, that I just felt like he's definitely seen my ugliest. So my advice to getting engaged is like, just be horrible for like three months. (laughs) And if you survive it, it's it. (laughs) Well, I think it's like also show all sides of you. Like really quickly, he saw you go through some like really, really tough shit. And I think most people honestly wouldn't have stayed for that they would have been like this is a lot mm. you know oh, for sure and like I didn't know I was testing him but I was mm-hmm. but also I, I always am like super paranoid about making sure I feel like myself with a guy mm-hmm. and some would say like you'll be friends with me for 10 years you'll never see me cry like I'm not a big crier mm-hmm. and that's all he saw so part of you is scared like oh no is he not is he not seeing the real me but it's like no he's seeing actually the real you that you've been hiding from people because you're trying to be like together Mm -hmm. so he was seeing me in actually like a very vulnerable place um but also like we do have ptsd from like the intense trauma we went through Mm -hmm. through like the first six months of our relationship so now we're like trying to be like normal like waking up and there isn't like a bad article about me that people are talking about or like um a new episode that I have to like put out fires for like it was constant cortisol injections that because he cares so much about me you know he's involved in Mm -hmm. so now it's like waking up and being like you want to get brunch and like talk about the weather like let's like (laughs) let's be normal people now please so as the season was airing and all this was like unraveling to this like shit storm would you guys watch it together no, he's never seen an episode. Okay. Oh, good yeah. move. Yeah, he's that is a good episode. move. I would watch it, have a full-on panic attack, kind of explain why I was upset, Okay. cry, then you sit, because they send it to you early, and you wait two days, and then once it goes live, then the shit storm hits on social media. But he was really great. One thing that helped me a lot is I didn't go on social media. Obviously, mm-hmm. things like your friends would text you stuff they think they're helping you and you're like oh I didn't want to see that Mm -hmm. um but I do think it helped me as opposed I think a lot of other cast members were like really in the comments and like you start to perceive the reality differently through like how the trolls are seeing it oh yeah Yeah. like I I didn't um I never went on Twitter um but then you just hear shit and you're like what how is what but you have to watch it to know what they're showing and how they're showing it. Because if you don't watch it, then you're in an interview and you'll say something that you shouldn't be saying because um, only selected things are shown. Yeah. True. In the know enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never looked at someone that's heavy in a comment section and been like, 
They seem great. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Francis Ellis. Do you guys watch his comments? I sometimes do, yeah. They're so funny. Wait, but he's like, is he responding to people in his comments? He like trolls uh, like the New On York Times stuff. like yeah. food critic oh, section. Oh, trolls. Okay. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. Yeah. It's a very Francis thing. I'm yeah. going to read food reviews. In a, in a yeah. self-aware way. Yeah. yeah. Um, he knows. He's like, he's I'm going to be ironic. I'm going to be pretentious Francis to everybody. Yeah, you know. He turns it on and off. Yeah. But I just feel like, man, so many people that comment all the time, I'm just like, how do you have the time? Yeah, well, this that's is the, the biggest thing. thing. I totally get it. You're like, oh my God, this person's a troll. But when someone says something horrible, like I hate Hannah and like 800 people like it, you're like, is mm, like, yeah. does the whole world hate me right now? Yeah. And it's more like, yeah, the, the massive numbers of things. But then there's also just like group mentality of people who want to feel better about themselves by like hating on people who are trying to entertain them on TV. Yeah. And then you look at your rate and you're like, Fuck them. Someone doesn't hate me. Yeah. All it takes oh is one. You just got to meet also, one good one. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done without him. I mean, we definitely have gotten... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I, I also, I think all this had to happen for us to maybe get as close as we did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's seen it all. You know, like you're with someone you're like, oh, I wonder what they're going to be like when like something bad happens and I have to be like upset mm-hmm. like I can't just be cool funny Hannah and that's like the Hannah I would play all the time with guys and I say play because like you really are playing a part yeah so with him it's like I'm not scared and I I'm just really my authentic self with him and that's I think the most important thing to being in a relationship is like liking who you are with them yeah I think and, that's yeah. Oh, no, I was just say I think that's one of the hardest things about early relationships is, you know, we're all kind of those people that you play the funny game for a while and then something happens. And it's like I always feel like I can't go to the person that I'm dating because it's like very early on. It's like, well, now I'm going to freak them out and they're going to run away. So I may go tell someone else. And it's like they know you're acting weird. <laughs> so it's it's a tough spot. Yeah, I right know away. exactly how you feel. I was going to say, yeah, I went on a date last night and it's that thing of like, still haven't gotten the text, even though I'm like, you had a great time, you bitch. Just send me the text. I'm fine. I know you're going to text me. Just do it. Just do it the next day. What are you waiting for? I know you're thinking, when should I do it? I'm giving you the green light subliminally. Yeah, it's, it's hard because I know, oh yeah, I was dating this guy once and you know, I'm Mrs. Funny, easygoing, and I was working as a fit model in New York City. So that means mm-hmm. like you get paid to stand there and designers put clothes on you and you get paid by the hour. Okay. And they booked me at like 6 p.m. And I sat there and I sat there for like three hours and no one like at, at this designer house and like no one was saying they needed me. And finally I contacted the place and they were like, oh, like why haven't, why hasn't it happened? And there was miscommunication. And like, I did not have a lot of money at the time. And I like was getting paid like a hundred dollars an hour or something for it. And they were like, we didn't book you. This is a miscommunication. So I'd sat there for three hours and got paid no money. And I just was like so tired because I had a full-time job during the day. And I remember calling him and I was just like, oh, (laughs) and I remember him being like, like, you know, that meme where you take a broom and you just kind of pat the person when you don't know how to (laughs) make them feel better. I remember just thinking like, oh no, like this, because it was so out of character for me. Mm But um, I also think Des and I are di- are similar with relations, like our emotions and how we relate to things. So okay. like we would like get each other jacked up or upset about something, which you sometimes get like you, you get too into it because you're both are like, yeah, fuck that. Stand up to the man. Um, but I always thought I'd have someone who was like different from me, like shy because I'm so outgoing. But I, where with him, like 
he's very similar to me and it it almost makes things like you understand things more because his brain works similarly but he's older so I like respect him unlike myself (laughs) (laughs) he's a little wiser I would just like to say I uh, I just got the text. Exactly. You got the text. I just got the text. You just got it. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm what did you say? About it. What did he say? Something like I have a great. I uh, had a great time <laughs> what last did he night. Say? He that. This oh happens to god. Erica all you the knew. time. She's always like bitching about a guy or like something in dating, and then it happens. I'm like, I think you just need to bitch more. Yeah, like I, what I, you I want. Went to Bali. I go on a walk. I come back. Molly's like, Do you feel any better? I'm like, They texted me on the walk. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You like have a sick sense for when he's like thinking of what to say. I just yelled at the universe. I'm like, the fuck, dude? Come on. We also always say that manifesting is bullshit, and I feel like you're disproving it's that. Not. Well, that's oh not really manifesting. Me just complaining. I don't really think you're throwing it out to the universe. I'm not setting positive vibes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, fuck you, universe. <laughs> Fucking trash. I 150 percent believe in manifesting. Like, I don't have crystals, but I believe in manifesting because it's like manifesting is basically like yeah, getting a focus that you are putting in the forefront of your like subliminal mind. So like you're talking about it to people and it's like, if someone says, don't think about a red car, you think about a red car. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Mm -hmm. if you decide you're going to think about something, it's like when you break up with an ex and everything around you reminds you of them. It's Mm -hmm. if you consciously decide like, Oh, I want to be a comedian. Then you suddenly hear about opportunities you didn't hear before. You see things that will inspire you that never inspired you before because you're p- just putting it out there. But, so it's really just like a mental perspective. But do you believe this works when it comes to dating and like finding love? Because we feel like that's like, I mean, manifesting, I guess, is essentially what stuff you can't control. But we're like that. That's where for us, it's like I can visualize I think, with sports. I can visualize my career. Like I can do it with everything except yeah. like dating. Yeah, because like it really takes two to tango. But I would say the manifesting, it's about what you manifest. It's not like, I want to manifest the my soulmate. It's like, I want to manifest me being my most, most authentic self. Cause like, I feel like that that's goal setting. I think <laughs> Feels yeah, like, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just a goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I also like think, with manifesting with love, I feel like it only works if you're just telling people like, if you know anyone to set me up with, I'm open to it. <laughs> like that's yeah. I feel like the, the like, only route to do. Yeah, don't you hate when people are like, it happens when you least expect it? Yes. Because uh-huh. like, and when you're not like, looking, yeah, like, I'm never expecting it, and I'm right. yeah, it's like when you're not looking for it, and it's like if I'm not looking for it, that means I'm eating like Uber Eats in my couch, not doing shit, like yeah, in my stretchy pants, yeah, and working. What, the <laughs> yeah. mind, yes, the mindset I was in when I met Des, which I think could potentially be helpful, is I was for the first time, like, not really talking to someone that I really liked, if that makes sense. It's like, mm. you have to, you know how like, it's nice to have someone that's just like, like I had a guy like call me all the time, but I was like, he's such a manipulative asshole. Mm-hmm. But I like really did not have someone that I was using as a vice of just attention. Mm-hmm. And I was like getting really comfortable being authentically alone and not having that guy who you're just hitting up and like pretending he's amazing when he's not. Yeah. So when I got to that like alone spot, I, I mean this in the nicest way possible, I love Des, but I do not need him in any shape or way. See, I feel like that is for us. We feel like it kind of like ends up pushing guys away of like, I, I don't need you, but I want you here. And I know I feel like men are such problem solvers. Maybe that's the difference with like an older guy. I don't know. Well, I feel like when you feel like you need someone, 
you will be doing things that aren't like right for you. And like, sometimes guys can sense that like you need them and you want to make it work. And like, you're, you're just nothing without them. But when, when they see that, like you are not needy and like you really are comfortable by yourself. It's that energy that I think people want to be around you. It's like a friend that like really wants to be your friend. You're like, calm down. Mm-hmm, but yeah. like when two people just net, like that's the energy I mean. And I think that, and it's not a like, fuck you. I don't need you. It's more like, like, I'm good on my own and he is literally like I hate to quote share but like the dessert like he really is the dessert and I want dessert every night <laughs> I want it <laughs> yeah I mean it's I'm guessing it was probably early on like not being like oh well he took 20 minutes to text me back so you know I have to wait a little bit it's just like communicating when you want to communicate well it's also funny because in the beginning because I was filming a show he like wouldn't hear from me during the day and it was like driving him crazy. But like, I lit, I cannot be on my phone while mm-hmm. we're filming. Mm-hmm. And then he would go to sleep early and then I would call him when I was done and he would wake up to talk to me. And it was like this romantic, like <laughs> sacrifice. Um, but it's like, you just, you made it work and there was just no, no game playing at all. Cause th- when you're done with the game playing, then it's like, okay, are we actually compatible? Yeah absolutely yeah it's just funny because like all the things we've like read and stuff on engagement is very much about be- like subtlety and like not wanting it and not really saying anything and that's the person that gets it and it's like mm-hmm. sounds like subtle- subtlety is not your game hannah <laughs> and- <laughs> no oh my god it's no, not mine not either it's <laughs> no, not like it wasn't des's I- either no no not at all we both were just like yeah we're so into okay i remember after our first date i didn't kiss him because i was scared of covid and then he was like i'll i'll see you soon and i was like if you're lucky and in my head i was like oh also the this this talk about not subtle my dad is like my best friend but he like is very similar to me so he annoys the shit out of me and our family actually hadn't fought in the pandemic, even though we're living together. But finally, I get this date, my first date in months. And my mom and dad are like cute and in love. And I was like, okay, it's on it's on Thursday and it's at one o'clock. Can you guys drop me off at the ferry? Cause I Oh, can't you drive. need a ride. Oh my God. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Okay. I needed a ride from my parents because I'm a stupid city kid. And I remember I'm like getting ready and I'm like nervous for some reason. And I knew, I didn't know if I liked him yet, but I knew regardless, it would be a fun get together and he's an interesting person. Mm-hmm. But um, I got on the stairs and my dad's like, oh, my team tea time got moved to 1230. So like, we have to leave early. And I'm like, I'm not ready. I didn't, my hair's not curled. Like, I'm not ready. And he's like, well, I'm leaving now. And I'm like, I just snap. And I'm like, I'm alone. And this is my only chance to meet someone and you don't even <laughs> care. And you're fucking sabotaging my only date. And my parents were like, calm down. But I had to like rush and I'm in the car and I'm mad. I'm just like angry. And you know, you're like, can't get out of the anger. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm about to go on this date and I'm in full pissed off mode. <laughs> and I like slam the door, door of the car. Thank you. I like get on the <laughs> and I'm fucking pissed. And I like freaked out choosing an outfit. I picked like long jeans and it was like 95 degrees and I'm sweating in my jeans and I'm a, such a sweater and I'm fuming and Des picks me up. And I sit down and like, I have to say how I feel. Like I can't just hold it in. So I was like, my dad is so selfish, his tea time. And I start like, just yeah. going off about my daddy issues. <laughs> Which later he jokes about, he was like, check. But anyway, <laughs> so then he sits there and he's listening to me. And then the first thing he says is, well, at least your parents are alive. <gasps> Damn. 
Oh my God. So Dark joke. What? We start, we have like a moment of pause because I didn't know if, we, if it was real. And we just start dying laughing. <laughs> and like from that moment, I was like, I am so into this guy. Yes, his parents passed away. It's really sad. But like his dark sense of humor to make me feel better was like, and the fact that I laughed at it, like I feel like it was a quick test of yeah. how we would get along. And then I remember 20 minutes in, I texted my mom and I go, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, we're friends again. It's and fine. my mom was like, glad you're having fun, bitch. <laughs> Your dad sounds so, exactly like my dad, by yeah, the way. Yeah, same. I'm just oh, like, well, I moved like, it, so he, let's go. Yeah, I'm like the number of times. Sports. He, but then he'll have like at the dinner table, he's like, uh, what's going on with dating? And I'm like, oh, it would be great if you went fucking book tea times every time I'm supposed to have a date. <laughs> Um, well that's yeah my dad's always like Erica's so low maintenance I'm like I have to be because you'll wake me up and be like we're leaving in five minutes yeah exactly (laughs) exactly he's like the car's moving the car's on they start honking and I'm like I hate you so yeah because they can't do it to our moms they can do it to us I am so good at doing eyeliner in a moving vehicle it's insane Mm -hmm. oh my god same like a perfect cat eye who are we um but it, it does go back to like if it's meant for you, you can't fuck it up. Like so many guys would have been like, okay, this girl complained about her dad. Like this is, <laughs> I'm not into this. So it's like, it's it's hard. It's just continually putting yourself out there, but really like knowing what you want and what you stand for. And I think that comes from having like a lot of bad relationships mm-hmm. to like really know when it's right. No, I was gonna say also the, the move you did that you didn't even know you were doing is called start in the second act. And it's a dating tip to people of like, you're just skipping through small talk. You're just immediately like, oh my God, this thing happened on my way over here. And it's like, boom, like get people in. Wait, I love that I so didn't know much. That was a tip. Yeah, it was on, it's something we read. So I don't know. Much. We read so much shit on this yeah. podcast, but it was in something and it stuck with me of it kind of was just like, yeah, instead of just being like, so how's your day? Like, what do you do for work? It's like, no, get to it. Like, give me, give me an like, interesting thing. Like, person. Mm-hmm. Like you would We've with a friend. Never, like when you sit down with a friend, never you're just like, Jesus, I haven't yes. told you this thing yet. Oh my God. <laughs> or like, think of like the girl you bond with in the bathroom at a bar. You're not yeah. like, oh, how was your week? You're like, you're like, who are you texting? Why is that guy texting you back? And you're like fully immersed in their life. <laughs> yeah. You're know, immediately connected. Yeah, like when you're in the so stall like, and you chime in. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. I've been like, fuck that like, dude. You're like, we're best friends now. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Erica, that's so smart. Star in the second act. I yeah. highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds like you really started hard. Um, <laughs> I know. I was like, do we have a couple more engagement questions we wanted to ask? I feel like you really nailed that. I know, because like one of the like, ones everyone wa- wants, right? Obviously, like I with your partner, you talk marriage, you talk future kind of vaguely. Mm-hmm. But I think there's this debate mm-hmm. of like, do you ring shop together? Like, how do you let them know the exact ring that you want without seeming like, yeah. like you said, you're like, yeah, I was like, I just want a small thing. And then it's like, whoa, now a big thing. Like, I don't know. How do you, I mean, you just sent links so- that I'm like. Yeah. This I, is very important though. Molly, what are no, you I saying? Say, my question off of that is that like you started small, so then obviously your ring is not small. Like then if a woman does like change her mind, also how do you navigate that conversation? (laughs) These are all such good questions. This is the problem. The media fucks us up when it comes to engagements. They make it Mm -hmm. seem like a guy out of nowhere just has the perfect ring Mm -hmm. and it's the perfect guy in the perfect place and you're just so happy. And I started researching it and it's like, first of all, a lot of people like fully decide what their ring is with the guy. It's not Mm -hmm. a surprise at all. or some guys will pick a horrible ring. They hate the ring. And like even the patriarchal bullshit of like, you just wait for a guy to decide he wants to marry you and you'll always want to marry him is bullshit 
too. Like mm-hmm. there's so much conversation. Like if a guy just randomly was like proposed to me, I'd be like, what? Like we have to talk this out. Like yeah. that's not my plan. So what happened is we like were joking about like, oh, I'd want to go. And I joke about what kind of ring I wanted. I think like before you even talk about engagement, just like joke about rings. Um, <laughs> and then I had told him like, I, I never knew about rings. And I was just like, I want an emerald ring. Like I just said it because I thought it was like different and cool. But then I found out it like wasn't very sparkly. Um, <laughs> good tip, good tip. Which I found out like three weeks later. So I was in the car with him and I was like, you know, I think I want like a circular ring because there's way more sparkles in it. And I remember him acting weird. And I was like, are you already? And he's like, look, you either want to be a part of it or you don't because you're kind of fucking it up right now. And I was oh, like, shit. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, and cause I, at first I was like, you do it. And then I changed my mind every two weeks of what kind of ring I wanted. <laughs> so finally he's like, you don't know what ring you want. And then I didn't even understand what a carrot was. I was like, what, like five carrots? Yeah, he was like, how many carrots do you want? I'm like, I don't know, four or five. Yeah, that's, like, a, that's a Kobe Hannah. apology ring, Hannah. A five yeah, carrot ring. That's, that's, that's a J-Lo that's ring. A Kobe, you know? That's a Kobe apology <laughs> ring. Oh my God. So he, so we actually went to London Jewelers in East Hampton. It was like one of those movies, like we walk in and they were like, are you for engagement rings? And we're like, yeah. uh, and we like Wow, what a bold in. question to walk, ask people walking in yeah. the door. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Or or we were like, we're looking for the rings. And then we tried a couple stuff on my finger. And like, also, when you look at fingers on Instagram, they are all gorgeous and long and beautiful. Mm-hmm. But like, we need to normalize nubby fingers. Yeah. Like, yeah. look how big my palm is compared to my fingers. I appreciate the nubby. Post. Yeah. Thank you. And you have to see like, like a pair looks kind of weird. And I fell in love. And then you kind of see what size you'd get away with. Like, you'd be like, could I do this size? What, how much money is this size? And there's the clarity of it. Oh, so, so you talked like money to... in this appointment too. Oh yeah. Like we were wow. like, this ring wow. is, is two carats. How much is that? Mm. And um, then I also said to him, like, I want gold. I like platinum prongs and I want a circular. And then I kind of let him finalize all that. But like, I knew in my head what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what worked for me. And then he ended up, when I was at Summer House, he would send me these funny comedy videos where he would like do a little song about like whatever drama was going on. That's <laughs> adorable. Or, he'd, like, That's so or like a memory. It was so cute. It would be like a two minute song with like, um, it was just funny. But he, then he like stopped sending them to me because men stopped trying once you're living <laughs> with them. And then one morning, I actually, I thought I heard him ask my dad for like his blessing or permission. Cause I heard my dad say something to my mom, like, and then I said, no, haha. So I like, you know, we mm. can't help our instincts. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, I think he's going to propose. So like, I hate it, but I kind of knew, but I also think mm. most women know. Yeah. And they try to make they it should. like, whatever. And then I also, my head was like, I hope I cry. Cause I'm, like, <laughs> maybe I'm not really in love if I don't cry. Like you just have all these societal images in your head. Mm-hmm. So one morning he's like singing in the other room at like 6 a.m. Because he wakes up at the crack of fucking dawn. I'm like, what is this crazy man doing? <laughs> he's old, Anna. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's, he has to like do crossword puzzles in the morning or whatever he does. So he wakes up and then he texts me and it's a video of him singing. And I play it and it like ends with him saying like, and I have to ask you something. And then he was like, on the edge of the bed and was like, will you marry me? He was on Toonies. Oh. Um, and I'm like Invisalign in, crusty, like, and I'm just, and I start sobbing. I was like, ah, oh, is this a joke? Is this a joke? Ah. And then we like FaceTime my parents and 
but like it was all during quarantine like no we didn't we still like really haven't celebrated it and then we just kind of like walked around the house (laughs) that is so cute it was on it was on valentine's day so he said i i don't have to give it back because it's technically a gift (laughs) which is technically kind of romantic of him and then like that that was that like i always manifested getting engaged to in bed because i love my bed it's where all the best things happen to me in my life so it was a very simple fun thing and then we kept it private for a bit and then like then we like put it on instagram and that was when it actually felt real because it was like my friends knew because like your family you know that but when your friends know that's like really fun um, yeah also no one expected it but also no one knew us so it was quick to be like is this a shotgun engagement and it's like anyone who knew us knew that we were very close and talking for a while mm-hmm. about like our future mm-hmm. yeah i just remember seeing the the official boyfriend post is the, is the other you know big event of like posted on the yeah. timeline yeah. this is officially happening yeah. i remember seeing it being like oh shit i guess your first date went well it's <laughs> 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 So Des knew Erica, I think from you did their um their dating pod. Yeah, behind the scenes of yes. the podcast world was I literally just did Des's pod with my friend Katie Boyle, and and I knew Des just through comedy. I was like, oh, nice dude. And then immediately okay. soon after, I did Lev's podcast with you. And when we stopped recording, you were like, hey, do you know this guy Des Bishop? He asked me to get coffee, and I was like, oh, Des is great. He's awesome. I was like, I approve of Des. One of the, one of the few comedians did, that like- make it through the filter, you know. Which is crazy. And I did my like little research. Like I asked Nick Glazer. I asked some people around and cause comics, they'll tell you the fucking truth. Yeah. Of, like what the word in the street is. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, yeah, it's crazy. Erica was part of my journey. I also <laughs> did interview Erica on burning in hell during summer house. I think it was towards the beginning. I remember it was like the best part of my day was interviewing you. <laughs> oh, and then I had, and then I had to go back. <laughs> i was like i cried on your podcast <laughs> oh yeah you did, part of my you did. Day. And- it was a rainy day it was like rainy and miserable you're like how's herpes and like, she was fine. like she's like i'm sorry i'm sorry i cried and i was like i want to be like bitch i've been crying for four weeks straight, okay <laughs> welcome to the club <laughs> um but yeah shit i mean we're happy for you very excited for you and yeah. des uh i'm, I'm thank like thank you so much it's crazy but and i hope that we can see each other soon in person also yes. we got engaged before either of us saw each other do stand-up really wow. kind of that's actually risky. even more risky yeah. for me. i'm like oh my god very risky and now you guys are on tour like, together right yeah so when he's free he's coming and doing like 20 minutes um okay. and then when i come out i always do like a thumbs up or thumbs down like do we approve of him oh. so i'm just trying to get like <laughs> no pressure people around me <laughs> i'm like do he so i'm seeing what america really thinks um but no it is it is fun to like be able to travel with him and our careers conveniently being stand up is hard but our conveniently it's like oh at night we're both going to do sets and then if yeah. dinner works it works if it doesn't it's fine um so yeah we're learning how to live real life together now <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy was for unorthodox. you. Thank you. <laughs> it was an unorthodox thing. But um, yeah, I also feel like it's just like dating where like you don't really have to ask if you're dating, you know, when you're dating. And it's like, I didn't really have to ask if like this was serious. Like I knew it was serious. And I think because of the timing and his age, like he was definitely ready for marriage. And then because I'm a woman, um and my eggs are dying i guess i was more open to marriage <laughs> well, there's, what's that saying it's like for women it's like they're ready to get married when the right guy shows up exactly and for men it's like they're ready to get married just when they're ready to get married 
And then whoever the yes. next girl is, they're like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> yeah, there's almost like a timing thing. And I think for mm-hmm. him, something about the pandemic, I think he spent a lot of time like by himself and he definitely reflected and he kind of was maybe like looking at what his life could be if he wasn't like traveling all the time. And he definitely was in a particular headspace that he was ready. Yeah, I think it really went one of two ways for people. I think either they now just like want to party so hard and like that was what they missed when they were inside or they were like, oh, I really want to be settled down with someone. Like I don't want to be alone through life. (laughs) Yeah. Or your relationship, like you said, it like becomes dog years if you're quarantined with them. Yeah. Or it becomes goldfish years and it dies very early. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) I was the goldfish. Goldfish years. I love that so much. No, there was there was a lot of change happening. But I do want to say for anyone listening who has anxiety or depression, like someone messaged messaged me once. They're like, you look like you have it all, da-da-da. And it's like yeah, I checked the box in my head of like finding like my partner, but now I'm like fucking stressed about something else. Like it does not make you happy having a partner, Mm -hmm. just like it doesn't make you happy getting famous or like it doesn't make you happy getting a million dollars. So like anyone who's thinking like, oh, once I find that person, everything's gonna work out for me. Like that's not how life works. And I think, oh, there is. I think once you (laughs) really come to terms with that, it's almost like a mental thing where it's like, if you accept being poor, you get rich. And it's like, if you really accept being single, like you're open to finding someone that's weird but like i saw a tiktok about it <laughs> oh it's real so it's true <laughs> yeah but like maybe we'll have Dezon share his side of the story <laughs> yes oh my god you should you definitely should <laughs> it's like hmm, the stories aren't adding up interesting <laughs> we should write an us weekly article <laughs> oh shit well everyone obviously if you want to find hannah you can find her everywhere she's literally everywhere all right, and Hannah is at Being Burns as always, and you can listen to her podcast, Burning in Hell, Giggly, Gig or Giggly Squad, and check her out on tour. She's probably coming to a city near you. So, and you can find us at Shooters Got to Shoot Pod, and I'm at Sparica with two A's, and I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.